0: This is where Pompey just totally blunders and screws up and is mm-hmm. accused of cowardice because of it. So Pompey actually has far more men than Caesar because again, armies at the time were just loyal to the generals or the wealthy like senators who raised the army. They weren't loyal to the republic. Which is wild when you think about it. If like, you know, General Petraeus just had his own army that hopefully would fight for the good of the United States rather than like it being the United States army. But that's how it was in Rome. Things were wacky back then, so Pompey has ten legions at his disposal. Caesar just has four, but Caesar's legions have been fighting in the Gallic Wars for a decade, so they are very good and like battle hardened, and they're very loyal to Caesar because he let them share some amount of the plunder. They've done very well, and uh, Rome at this at this time, Pompey's legions are also like completely scattered. They're sort of on semi retirement or break. So Pompey can't summon them all immediately. So Rome is super vulnerable when this happens. If Caesar marches on Rome, it's going to be bad. Rather than make a stand and try to quickly gather his forces, uh, Pompey instead, like the Senate, like can't figure out what to do. They have a bunch of meaningless votes. And then Pompey decides he's going to flee Rome and he's going to sail to the east and get out of the reach of Caesar and he'll like in the Eastern territories, he's going to put an army together. Yes, And two of Pompey's subordinates go West to Hispania to Spain because you know, they're easily sailing around the Mediterranean at this time. So Caesar with his small army, Caesar does a very smart thing now as he like marches down the Italian peninsula towards Rome. So
1: he marches down the peninsula.
0: Yeah. he, He scales on down that peninsula. Uh, so the first, the first three cities he gets to immediately surrender because suddenly there's four legions that, like, will mess them up. Um, so they surrender, and Caesar grants them all uh, amnesty. He just, like, gets food for his troops and, like, continues on and makes them swear uh, loyalty to him. And they do. So he keeps going, and then uh, only when he reaches the city of Corfinium does he encounter serious opposition so the uh leader of Corfinium, I guess the consul of Corfinium, uh has just been appointed governor of Gaul by the Senate, right? He's supposed to be Caesar's replacement, mm-hmm. which is really funny. Mm-hmm. And Pompey urges him to retreat because it's Pompey, and Ahenobarbus, this guy is uh instead writes back to Pompey and he's like send me soldiers, I'll defend this city. Like I can help slow down, you know, Caesar. And because Pompey is a little wimp, he doesn't. So Caesar sets up a siege. He builds siege walls, gets ready to just hold out and like take down this city. And it looks like it's going to last for several months. Uh, and instead, uh, Ahino Barvis tries to escape from the city like dressed in a disguise and is discovered by his own men who arrest him, march him out to Caesar, and make him surrender. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty... Uh, Humiliating, I guess. So, uh, yeah. So it's a what? It's a week long siege, and then Arrhenius gets brought to Caesar, surrenders, and then they like you know empty out the city. And there's 50 senators and equestrians. I guess equestrians. I don't know why that was a big deal. That's mentioned. I guess they
1: weren't priests of Jupiter. Uh,
0: Caesar lets them all go free, like no bad blood, and he makes them hand over uh, all of. Uh, Arino Barbas had brought a bunch of money to pay his men when he locked himself on the city. So Caesar takes all his cash, like $6 million. Uh, and then Caesar gives it to Arjino Barbas' men as long as they swear uh, an oath of loyalty, which they do. So imagine, that, like, yeah, he took the city and is like, do you guys want all the money that was meant to pay you? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, here you go. Uh, now you work for me. So he, Caesar does this, like, throughout. Italy, and he doesn't, like, raise the countryside, he doesn't kill anyone, he, he's, like, very understanding, he just demands an oath of loyalty, so by the time he gets to Rome, he's now got, like, six or seven legions worth of men, he's, like, grown his army as he's going, and then he chases down Pompey's subordinates over in Hispania, they have a, a couple, like, pretty quick battles, and same thing, Caesar doesn't execute any of the armies he conquers, he makes them also swear loyalty to him, so he subdues the... Like Rome's territories to the west, within a couple months, like it's still springtime. <laughs> Pompey, meanwhile, has fled over to Greece.
1: Yes, and Cato is in Africa. He's in a prov—oh, sorry, a province of Africa called Utica, and he—it's here that well, when he learns that Caesar's like pretty much one is like winning all these battles. Yeah he he has like a a philosopher's like table like round table, and he talks about like death and like life and and rule you know it's just it's very like uh it's very meta i guess, and then he impales himself on his sword, but he kind of like messes up because his hand is wounded and he makes a lot of noise, and then like the servants come and All these people like come into the room, and he he realizes that they're like watching him mess up his suicide. So he takes out his intestines, and he's like, he's just like, and they try to put the intestines back in, and then he takes them out again. It's like this very gruesome death. Cato Um,
0: Cato did this.
1: Cato does this. Oh god, because he doesn't want to live in a world where Caesar is Caesar, basically, and then. Brutus hears about this and he's like, you know, because he, he looked up to Cato so much and he's like, oh, OK, like the tables start turning for Brutus. Um, and he's like, man, I'm going to have to be against Caesar. However, Caesar tells all his men, like, if you find Brutus, you have to bring him back to me alive, like don't harm him.
0: Oh, by the way, you know who Caesar left in charge of Italy while he's doing all this adventuring? Who? Mark Antony.
1: Oh yeah.
0: He's like Mark Antony, hold down the fort. I'm gonna go, yeah, wipe out these other these other armies.
1: And from my understanding, Mark Antony's like he's kind of like a rube. I feel like he's like the he's like a jock kind of where he's like, yeah, sure. But he also kind of expects to be put into power. After Caesar, he's kind of like kissing up to him maybe a little bit. Right?
0: Yeah, he's Caesar's like right hand man, kind of. Kind of. He's but he, there's Yeah, he's he's kind of Caesar trusts him. They work together.
1: But there's also soon soon or now Octavian, right? Who's starts a very young kid who starts creeping in.
0: Caesar's grand you. Yes. But not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh yeah, Caesar then um. Oh, but another thing Caesar did during a lot of these engagements, too, is he would purposely, like—because they would camp—the two sides would camp out, like, within sight of each other before engaging in, like, a pretty pitched battle in like, phalanx formation or whatever. So Caesar would purposely, though, let his men kind of, like—because they're all Romans, right? It's a civil war. And he would let his men mingle with or kind of send them out to go scouting near the other camp when they weren't, like, officially battling, like, at night— and he would make sure his men were like better fed and getting paid more than like the opposing army. And so it would demoralize the other troops because many of them who had fled with like Pompey's team like hadn't yet been paid mm-hmm. and they didn't really care. And Caesar's men would talk about how they had just won like 20 battles in a row. And then, you know, Pompey's Pompey's men or the men of his like underlings would, would just like, they didn't want to fight for yeah. the most part.
1: So even though I saw that Brutus was like, He's like, I'm going to kind of have to be against Caesar because of, like, Cato. He does side with him in 48. It's it's interesting because both sides sort of welcome him. Like, Brutus is a very good conversationalist, and uh, he's just, like, a fun guy to have around. Apparently, he doesn't really do much fighting in any of the wars. He just reads full- about philosophy <laughs> in his funny. tent.
0: Oh. so So Pompey is finally... Pompey's forces like Pompey gets the better of this campaign that wages through parts of Greece as Caesar then goes east to hunt down Pompey. But Caesar manages to, to win a decisive victory at Pharnassus.
1: Yes. That's that's when Brutus allies himself with Caesar.
0: Oh, okay. Yep. So yeah, and Farnassus, uh it's a it's an extremely bloody war. Uh the galley campaigns are also like extremely bloody, like tens of thousands of men dying in like certain battles and Phnassus is also brutal but and it's not clear that Caesar's gonna win it either. He's like roughly evenly matched with Pompey's uh forces at this time. He just does the like <laughs> um I think he maybe had slightly better military tactics, but it's not anything particularly amazing. It's not like when we talked about Hannibal in a previous episode, uh yeah, he just wins. And uh, kills a bunch of Pompey's like generals. Pompey himself escapes to Egypt. So Caesar then chases him to Egypt, and this is we talked about this during our geez, Kings and Queens" episode a long time ago. Uh, in Egypt, Caesar arrives and steps into a different civil war that's happening between Cleopatra and her brother Ptolemy the Third.
1: Ptolemy the 7th, I think. 13th, maybe? Yeah. There's so many. They're just all named Cleopatra or Ptolemy.
0: Yeah. There's a latter day Ptolemy there. And
1: she comes, she rolls herself up in a rug and she's like, hey.
0: So I learned an unfortunate thing about the rug. It's not a real carpet. That's a mistranslation. Uh Uh-oh. She actually was smuggled in in basically like a big duffel bag. (laughs) But the duffel bag at that time, I guess it was a piece of soldier's kit that you would carry around with you like, a big bag that would have bedding in it and you would throw down the bedding and then throw down the bag too and then like sleep on that. It's like
1: a tempur Like an air mat. You're just like... Whoo,
0: whoo. Yeah, like an air mattress type thing yeah. where you can turn like the bag of the mattress into a little pillow or something. It, it just means like sort of a throw uh, even when it was translated. It was mistranslated in like the 1800s and then everybody loved it that she got rolled up in a carpet. Anyway, uh, Pompey Pompey <laughs> arrives first and Ptolemy the. Yeah, Cleopatra's brother uh, intercepts Pompey, has him beheaded, and presents <laughs> Caesar with the head of his enemy, who and former, like, you know, buddy.
1: Tri- former triumvirate triangle friend.
0: Yeah, a former triangle friend. And they were both populares. They just sort of differed in, like, how to go about achieve their goals. Um, you know, one of them wanted to take over Rome, and the other didn't, but... That was the main difference. So apparently when he received the head in the box, Caesar wept that a great man, because like, he really did respect Pompey. He, he kissed him. Yeah, he maybe kissed his head, his severed head. <laughs> Caesar wept that such a great man had died in such a mediocre fashion
1: cuz yeah uh Tal- or Ptolemy was like 8 years old too. That's why he's like, "Uncle, uncle Caesar." Oh, and then Caesar also had the oh. high-pitched voice, so he's like, "What is it? <laughs> What's in the box?"
0: Ptolemy and Cleopatra also uh brother-sister like spouses too. They were married as well as brother and sister. So, weird relationship. <laughs> definitely- Caesar did also publish uh an account, not just a- the Gaelic Wars is the better known one, but he also published uh, commentaries on the Civil War. I don't know, because I, I love that our la- own language is based on Latin, so you know what the title is. Commentary de Bello Gallico is the Gallic War commentary, and Commentario de Bello Civil is the Civil War commentary. We love
1: it. Okay, so Brutus is getting more What's... polarized at this. This is like 45. <laughs> okay.
0: 45 is too late. We're still in 49. Oh so. no, Caesar hasn't yet become emperor Caesar right he's still out there he's he's like Pompey is dead he Caesar is clearly one Caesar hangs out in Egypt for nine months
1: okay well
0: it's like you got to get back so and become the emperor so here's some things that
1: happened like I guess before 44 okay like Brutus divorces Claudia for he, he doesn't have any reason for doing it well I mean he does because Claudia is kind of like Caesarian lady. I didn't
0: know you could get divorced in Rome. I guess they weren't like the Catholics.
1: Yeah, you you do know that because you said that they were gonna force Julius Caesar to divorce mm. his wife. Yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah, you're right? They believed in Jupiter. What are you talking about? This <laughs> Jupiter's like he's like I have ten wives and I divorce three of them. Um, so he divorces Claudia, but you you should normally have a reason, and he doesn't state the reason. And he marries Cato's daughter. Por- and I think Shakespeare portrays this, that Portia's like, she's a lot more uh, wife of wife of the people. No, she's, she's a lot more like of an ally to Brutus. Like she's like, I will like stand beside you no matter what. Um, she's also probably like hotter than Claudia. You know, Portia's like a hotter name than Claudia. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, Caesar, meanwhile, he's in Egypt for nine months. He has a son. Caesarian,
1: <laughs> Really creative. These names. <laughs> it's Possib- amazing.
0: Possibly born from Cleopatra. Records aren't clear.
1: Brutus and Portia also have a son, but he dies in one year, and no one knows what his name was.
0: The comparison between the two, I'm just... <laughs> it's unfair. Caesar's out here conquering the world. Okay, Caesar returns to Rome then, uh, ready to, to become emperor because he's wiped out his opposition, and anyone who opposes him uh he basically like threatens to kill this this happened also too before he goes on this campaign of the civil war when he when he does get to rome and conquers it because pompey has already fled he raided the treasury to get money to raise an army to go after pompey and of course the roman senators and the uh tribunes who were left were like no don't and he he basically like uh yeah he so two different tribunes like try to stop him and he like he just fires them and he's, is like, get, he, get out he of here. He smacks them. He's like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's also a, he's sort of like appointing Brutus to these random jobs. Like he makes him governor of, um, like the Italian Gaul. <laughs> he's just giving him these like little jobs. And there is like a theory that it's because he's his father, but that is not true because that would make,
0: yeah, he's Brutus only like fifteen, 15 years, years older.
1: old. Yeah, well, that would exactly mm-hmm. that would make Brutus like yeah. fifteen. So at and, this point
0: um, and also caesar would claim him like it was a very proud thing to have a, a male heir was like very important for the romans so like he would never pretend that he wasn't his son uh so caesar returns finally to rome uh the senate kind of like forced to grant him triumphs which are like you know great awards ostensibly for his victories over gaul egypt and Farnaces. uh But, you know, not mentioning that he was conquering other Roman generals during those battles. They sort of just overlook that. Uh, He has a bunch of gladiator games. um, And then he immediately sets out on an ambitious legislative agenda. He's like, there are going to be changes around here.
1: Oh, the calendar. He's like, we got to because it's like the longest year ever. Right. Because like they don't have a leap year. So he's like, I got to fix this.
0: So he orders a census to be taken, um, which changes out how their welfare is going to work. He decrees that jurors can only come from the Senate or the. Oh, equestrian was a rank. Is oh. senator was a rank, and below that was a question. I guess it's like a House of Representatives or something. Is an equestrian. Uh, he he passes like very. He's a populist. He passes all these populist laws. He patches passes a sumptuary law that restricts purchase of luxury goods.
1: Oh, I was like,
0: <laughs> he passed You're not a law to look hot. rewarding families for having lots of children. He outlaws professional guilds, except a couple ancient ones because a lot of the professional guilds were actually political clubs. Mm-hmm. So he like well, a... limits his opponents that way. He's
1: a socialist dictator. He
0: passes a term limit law applicable to governors, not to himself, but to governors. He passes a debt restructuring law, which eliminates a quarter of like Rome's debts. Uh, and then he builds like a bunch of cool stuff. He builds the Forum of Caesar... He built a temple to Venus, a bunch of other public works, and he, what does he do? He, like, reforms their welfare system, their, like, grain handout system. And he gives a bunch of land to his veterans. From 47 to 44 BC, he distributes land to 15,000 of his veterans. And then the most important change, as we talked about two weeks ago, is he reformed the calendar. Oh, yeah. Uh, made it better yeah the roman calendar at the time was a lunar calendar he replaced it with the egyptian calendar maybe that's what he was doing during during those nine months the egyptian calendar was based on the sun and then they were able to have actual like a calendar that worked for consistent seasonal planting every year he set the length of the year to 365 and a quarter days by adding pretty good yeah added he came up with the leap day and he wanted to bring the calendar into alignment with the seasons so they had to insert a couple months so they insert uh in 46 BC they added 3 months at the end of february one month at the end of february and two months after november
1: mm.
0: and set it so the calendar would start on january 1st which is pretty much identical to the current western calendar mm-hmm. And in his honor, the Senate named a month after him.
1: September. Yeah. yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> okay. That's, that's, so that's just like most of what he did. He actually had even more plans. He didn't get to carry them out though. He was going to make a library on the scale of the library of Alexandria.
1: Okay. Can I just say, I feel like a lot of these things are because he was banging Cleopatra and she was like,
0: wouldn't it be cool? She's like,
1: wouldn't it be cool if like if you you had a your, library? like the calendar was like around the sun and you had a library?
0: Yeah. True. Uh, he was going to build a an absolutely massive temple that would have been one of the wonders of the world, a temple to Mars. He was going to build a huge theater, and he wanted to, to, like, dig a giant canal through the Isthmus of Corinth.
1: He's so ambitious.
0: Yeah. But he didn't get to do any of that stuff because, oh. meanwhile...
1: Okay. So, in 44... Because here's the thing. Like, the... Republicans, I guess, the the people who are still like, you know, he'll, he'll restore, he'll, you know, we're kind of for him, like, because if he does come into power, he'll kind of make things better. Like there were people that were still kind of hanging on. Then there was like the general public of Rome, and they were very easily swayed. Like they kind of were used to the stuff that Caesar was doing at this point. So they were like, they were like, yeah, we're, we're pretty for him. So there were, you know, people were a lot of people were like on the fence. No one is like, this is bad. Until Lubricalia, which we also talked about, right? So Lubricalia is basically Lubricalia? like Valentine's Day, and it's a festival where it's very like bacchanalian, and uh, all the women get like whipped, and you know everyone's like drinking. There's lots of merriment and whatnot.
0: Yeah, what did he do? So
1: he did a couple things which made it very clear that he was not going to restore the Republic. One of them was he put on a pair of thigh high red boots. And apparently (laughs) I swear, apparently this really got people like up in arms because the thigh high red boots were like reserved for like senators and Kings. I swear to you, this is like a real thing. So, Brutus sees us. he's like oh no not the red boots no he's like don't lace them up all the way though and like Caesar does and he's like oh oh what and then Mark Antony puts the laurel crown on Caesar's head just to sort of like test the waters because I guess there's like a lot of like laurel crowns and stuff at the Lubricalia feast kind of like party city crown. Yeah. By
0: this time he had appointed Mark Antony like high priest of the entire like country as well.
1: Yes but also Octavian is like he'd been showing like favoritism to him, and Octavian is like this scrappy young kid, but he's like you know he's he's getting up there, and Mark Antony is like side eye. He's like I see what's happening. He's like very envious of him. So Mark Antony take you know he takes the laurel crown, and he like puts it he puts it on Caesar's head, and like everyone starts booing. And he like takes it off and they stop. And then he like he's like, but what if? And he like puts it on and takes it off and puts it on just to like see how like the general people of Rome will feel. And then he like leaves it on and and Brutus is like he's like out of out of ten. Yeah, he had know. been
0: named Censor for Life. Other that was a name for president is Censor. It's censor for Life.
1: And Brutus is like God. He He's put like his, so mad his
0: statue next to the statues of like the ancient kings like next yes. to the statue of romulus he put his statue up there
1: okay and so this is we can talk a little bit about, about graffiti because there's also a statue of brutus's relative brutus who was the regicide and someone has been writing graffiti on it that's like where are you now brutus like where are you because it's basically like saying like a spirit of Brutus like the the elder come and like take this king down from his throne. And yes.
0: he also presided over the Senate in a golden chair.
1: Oh, and I guess he the, stole that from the Asanti <laughs> Asante people. The
0: senators were not happy about that either.
1: The war the War of the Golden Stool part two.
0: Yeah. Well the other senators had to just sit in these little folding chairs. And he, here he was in <laughs> like a golden chair. So it's clear that he's uh you know, he's censored for life, but he also, he now can veto this, the Senate's decisions. And in a couple cases, a few senators like still tried to rally opposition to like some, you know, new plan that he had. And he would depose that senator. He basically like fire them. So he's like,
1: release the hounds. It's
0: clear that he was, I guess he was censored for life, but he's not necessarily, he hasn't declared himself emperor really, but he clearly is single-handedly running is. the country.
1: <laughs> but we all know who he is. It's like, come on. Okay, so Cassius, who has who's has been Brutus's friend and who's kind of like if Cassius
0: Brut- or Crassus Cassius. Okay, Crassus was the richest man in Rome.
1: Yeah, Cassius is is like Brutus's age. Okay. Cassius has been Brutus's friend all, you know, throughout his whole life and he Is kind of like the brawn, and Brutus is like the brains. Like Cassius is like was like a smaller kid, and he like beat up larger kids so that to like assert himself. So he's like, "Hey, Brutus, look at the graffiti they're writing on like your ancestor's statue. Like this is the people are writing this. They want to see like they want to see this tyrant taken down. Like we have to do something about this." And mm. Brutus is like, he's like word. So they start and they're like, we have to do this like fast, because like stuff is spiraling. So they get together this, this team of people. And I'll tell you like three important people on the team. So there's there's Servius Galpa and Caesar opposed his campaign and then he had an affair with his wife. So like this guy's like, I'm in then there's Quintus Legerius, who had been exiled but he had a military background and they're like we're going to need that and then there's Decimus Junius Brutus or sorry Decimus Junius who's Brutus's cousin and he's he was very close to Caesar and he felt like he was being replaced with Octavian as well and he's really instrumental because he's kind of like Caesar's left-hand man, if, like, Mark Antony and Octavian are, like, the right-hand. So he can give them, like, the inside track. Like, he can give them, like, his, uh, his Rolodex, his, like, schedule. But they get together, I think, a group of some people say 20 and some people say 60. But, like, sort of, like, senators and important people. Because they say, like, it can't just be, like, common people. It, it has to be making a statement they decide that they're gonna assassinate him inside of a temple because only like senators can be. Oh, I thought it was on there. the
0: steps of the Senate.
1: Or I guess there's it's also a temple, church and state were like not separated at the time. Agree that they have to do it really quick because none of them can keep a damn secret, and they're like this this shit's gonna get out if we don't do this in like a month, right? So let's talk about the women. So Caesar's wife is like don't go. She's like, I had a bad dream.
0: Oh, that she says he shouldn't go to the Senate that day.
1: Yeah, she's like, I had a bad dream, and then his... um...
0: You're talking about the day of. Yeah. The day of the assassination. Yeah, and I think, is it Caesar also like felt sick or had a headache or something but decided he would go anyway?
1: Well, Decimus actually is like, if you cancel the meeting, you're going to seem like a puss, because like... (laughs) The the soothsayer was like beware the Ides, you know, and and uh,
0: well that's that's the dramatic Shakespeare's dramatic retelling. I don't think there was a soothsayer. No, Plut- well
1: Shakespeare read Plutarch, and like that's what Plutarch that's what like a lot of the biographers say. Oh. So they said that his soothsayer his, his there, he had two like readings done, and they were like don't they were like it's bad, and he was like Decimus, I don't want to go, and Decimus was like come on. Come on, dog. Like, everyone's going to think you a coward. You got to go. This is Portia, on the other hand, she knows that, like, she knows her man and she knows that, like, Brutus is up to something. And she's like, You have to tell me. Like, please tell me. And he's like, He doesn't want to. So she takes out a dagger and she just starts cutting her arm. And she's like, I can take a lot of pain. And she just keeps, like, cutting it until he tells her because she's like, I'll. Like, it's basically, like, a pact shall, like, keep her. But then I think she, like, tells people. Anyway, um, it's also said that, like, Caesar is handed a note that, like, says that he's going to get assassinated, but he's, like, he I He doesn't don't... read the note. He doesn't yeah, read he's it. like, he's I'm just, like too puts busy. it in his pocket.
0: Yeah, supposedly he was. Was handed a note warning him of it by some other senator who was, like, yeah, was spying on, but didn't want to join.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like these people just be talking all the time. So, a whole, you know, He comes in, he's surrounded by the assassins and he believed they were wishing to pay their respects and he was shocked when he was stabbed for the first time. (laughs) I think this is like so sad. It makes me want to cry when he is apparently when Brutus, Brutus then like stabs him in the groin and then he puts his toga over his head.
0: Yeah, at first he's kind of trying to fend off the blows, but he's like in his 50s. He's not and he's being stabbed by like. You know, stab, stab, 20, stab. 30 people. Uh, so he's not going to fight them off. It's clear he's, like, dying. But they, like, nobody just, like, stabs him right in the heart. It's, like, kind of gradual and horrible. Yeah, so he's just, like, losing blood and getting, like, sort of slowly chased around the Senate. And then, yeah, Brutus, you know, and at first I guess he the assassins are senators he doesn't know too well or he doesn't really know why it's happening. And then he sees that Brutus is with the assassins. And he says the famous line. Say the line.
1: I was trying to remember the real line that he does say because it
0: it's "Et tu, Brute."
1: Oh, he never says that. It's. Uh, I mean, Shakespeare says that he says it. Yeah. Some biographers say that that uh, he doesn't say anything like his last words, but one one of them says that it's like.
0: Yeah, Shakespeare did the based on a true story.
1: He, yes, <laughs> one of them says that it's like and uh okay so one of them says oh this is violence like his his final words are like damn son you killing me right now (laughs) he goes you're killing me and then someone else says that he goes you too my child and then that started this whole they're like was he the child but apparently that's like an that's kind of like a diss or a curse
0: yeah like you're too naive to be killing me
1: yeah, or it's like right back at you, kid, and with like a wink,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where he's like, it's going to come around and bite you in the ass. Um,
0: and then it kind of does bite the assassins in the ass because shortly thereafter, uh, historically true, and also <gasps> dramatized exceptionally well by Shakespeare, Mark Antony gives a very inflammatory speech at Caesar's funeral.
1: Wait, but Brutus, when they were all planning this, Brutus is like, we can't kill, because they're like, we got to kill Mark Antony. And, and Brutus is like, No, because he's like all philosopher about it. And he's like, no, because if we kill Mark Antony, then it's just going to like, we're just going to kill everyone because we can't resist. So he's like the one who really puts his foot down. Is like, do not kill him. And right immediately after Mark Antony grant is like, okay, you guys are cool. Don't like, you know, because he grants them all like amnesty. But then he like, then Octavian.
0: Mark Antony grants him amnesty, but does give... Because again, he's a a popular and the plebeians like they were Caesar himself and Mark Antony, who led his personal cult and religion, uh, were like very popular with the common people. So it's it's very it's dramatized in any version of uh, Julius Caesar that you like watch, like any film version, for example, or if you watch the play in the the famous like Shakespearean version of Mark Antony's speech to the it's to the common people he's like in the forum when he like reads this spe- or he gives reads a speech. the speech he gives a speech right and he's like and it's regarded as this you know shakespearean monologue is regarded as one of the greatest like rhetorical writings in the history of the english language so it's worth reading
1: oh it, but the reason why is because he's pissed because they he's like they read the will and he and Mark Anthony's like, I'm going to be in power. And then it's like, nope, all of it goes to Octavian. So Mark Anthony's like, you know what? Like, no, he's not. What?
0: No, that's not it. The will gives like all of Caesar's, uh, all of Caesar's fortune because Caesar is insanely rich by this point. It gives all of his like huge amounts of money to the citizens of Rome. Well, it's, So okay. Mark Anthony reads it aloud and he's he keeps saying he's like, he's like. Yeah, he did make Octavian his heir, right? And Octavian there, but but Mark Anthony points out, like in reading the will, he's like, he's like true because he 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 reads it as though he's like siding with the assassins. He's like, these are all noble men, and yeah. then says a bunch of like very like corrupt stuff they've been doing, and he's like, but they're all honorable men, and then he says, and you know, Caesar was a uh, you know was a traitor to Rome. Uh, I can't read his will, it's t- it's like too much. And then the common people are like, read the will, read the will. And he like <laughs> stops to cry. Oh my like, God. He's like, my, forgive my lack of heart, it lies in the coffin with Caesar. And it's like, it's super dramatic. And
1: I think they see the toga, the bloody toga with like 23 stabs in it. And the the common people are like,
0: <gasps> and he he then reads the will and the will grants like huge sums of money to the citizens of Rome. And he's like, well, surely that Caesar did this just to win your favor in like a cheap political move. he didn't actually care for Rome. you know the senators who killed him, those honorable men, they surely would do the same thing, and so the it leads to this like revolt, and a bunch of the citizens go and hunt down the various like assassins. so there's a lot of turmoil, and the turmoil then lets it takes a while, but Augustus eventually does or sorry Octavian octavian best name ever <laughs>
1: he wins in the name the name department
0: yeah do you want to read any of these quotes because there's as with all shakespeare there's a bunch of like common sayings now that come from go for Julius it caesar
1: i that's like really far away from me i can't see <laughs>
0: have you heard this one the the evil that that men do lives after them the good is often turd with their bones
1: oh yeah
0: this i think is from mark Antony in the play uh And Caesar's spirit, raging for revenge, with Ate by his side, come hot from hell, shall in these confines, with a monarch's voice, cry havoc, and let slip the dogs of war. That this foul deed shall smell above the earth with carrion men, groaning for, yeah, groaning for burial. Yeah, that let slip the dogs of war. Men at some time are masters of their fates. The fault, dear Brutus, is... Is not in our stars, but in ourselves.
1: The fault in our stars—that's the name—that's the name of that that young adult book.
0: Yeah, it's very annoying because they took the quote entirely out of context and reversed the meaning. Yeah. The quote is: "The fault is not in our stars, but in ourselves—that we are underlings."
1: Oh wow! Basically,
0: that men men do control their own destiny and fates. If something, yeah, if the fault is with you.
1: Oh, also the theme of the movie Hereditary. I think they quote it. I think they talk about this.
0: That it's misquoted.
1: No, no. They. I think they talk about it's actually quoted properly in that oh, movie. Okay. They're they're it's they they're having this whole like debate.
0: Oh, but I thought in her hereditary, like, is their cursed family,
1: or is it <laughs> dun dun dun? Mm, all
0: right. Uh, one more. The cowards die many times before their deaths. The valiant never taste of death but once.
1: I love that. Death is delicious.
0: Well, you only—it's—it's it's a meal you only want once. Yeah,
1: it's far too filling. So b- yeah. basically, Octavian like slowly just takes over stuff, right? And then uh, Brutus decides to commit suicide by impaling himself on his own sword, but he does it the right way—hoisted no likes... on
0: his own pitar.
1: Yep he doesn't no one like sees it he's not gross like uh like Cato
0: Cato's <laughs> botched it down.
1: But i'm just like oh my god the the camp of it all where he's like the the doctor like puts his intestines back and he's like i'm taking these back out. you all have to see uh but Brutus you know he did it he did it right he did it right he, because he didn't want to face capture by Octavian Mark Antony finds Brutus's body, he wraps it in a cloth, and he takes it back to camp to cremate it. Octavian insists that the corpse be beheaded and the head displayed. And then Mark Antony sent, sends, he he cremates the body, and he sends the ashes to his mother, Servilla, who's, like, still alive. Like, you better work.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Mark Mark Antony very, trying to be honorable to everybody, I suppose.
1: yeah. And and he gets Cleopatra too, so it's like. And
0: then, and then he does go, yeah. There's an there's a second triumvirate. I guess we'll have to do and a and third. Octavian I think there's episode. also like a third. There's a second triumvirate. And Octavian's one of them, and I think Mark Antony is also one of them, or maybe not.
1: I think Mark Antony and Cleopatra commit suicide because they they don't want Octavian oh, to like that's find it. them.
0: They go they go yeah. Mark Antony goes and hides out with Cleopatra. <laughs> And then uh, Octavian like hunts them down,
1: but yeah. they but they commit suicide. And Octavian, I think that Octavian names like a month after Mark Antony. Is that correct? Maybe I don't know.
0: I don't think so. What month? I don't know. Oh, it's Antony. Oh. Oh. I mean, August- Augustus gets his own month. Uh, oh, that's after right, Octavian. That's right.
1: Okay. Yeah. Wow, we forgot the time episode. already. Yeah. <laughs> How time flies.
0: And that's uh. <laughs> That's the story That's of Julius. Story Caesar. Of
1: Julius Caesar and Brutus Gaius Maximus.
0: <laughs> and the Ides of March. And and one more time, so cuz it can stick with everybody cuz it'll be the title of this episode. What is the Ides?
1: Beware the Ides. It's well it occurred on the 15th of March. Yeah. But it was just like the day of the full moon. it was like the first full moon.
0: Yeah, generally before they like adopted their calendar. The Julian uh, calendar. The Julian calendar. The month would start on the full moon.
1: The 74th day in the Roman calendar.
0: Yeah. The month would start on the full moon. Um, and then there's a name for the first week. The second week was the nones.
1: The nones. The, the nones.
0: And then... The yeah, calends. that's it.
1: It's calends. That's right. I'd the month nones. would start with
0: the calends. Yeah, and then the Nones, and then the Ides. And then it was just pre So to be killed on the Ides just means the, the 15th of the month. Yes. Yeah, I wish we had more names for like days of the month.
1: I mean, we can. We can go right back to this. There you go. Such an interesting story. And I feel like all month we've been building up to it with like all the other ones. Kind of like just like by accident, but it all works out. Yeah. It's like our own logarithmic history.
0: Oh, a couple... Of- well, yeah, a few random facts. So obviously Caesar was this guy's name, but after, you know, he became sort of de facto emperor, uh, every subsequent emperor called themselves Caesar. Nice. So pretty cool if your name becomes just synonymous with king. And modern day words such as Kaiser and Tsar are, they're just like local versions of the word Caesar. Wow. Yeah, so the the king of Germany and the king of uh, Russia also took their names from Caesar. You got any other factoids? Anything else you want to go through? What did we learn from this episode?
1: Don't join murderous conspiracies. It's not nice.
0: I think all of these these people were very few of them really were acting in the interest of Rome, right? They all claimed to be fighting for the republic or fighting for like the popular, you know, people because they were populares. But I don't think any of them actually advanced the cause of Rome. They got like hundreds of thousands of like Roman, you know, citizens killed.
1: It's true. But they were all trying to like avenge people. Like it was a lot of like avenging their idols and like relatives. And it's like, you know what? The past is just like a memory (laughs) and the future is just a projection. So like live in the moment, (laughs) Okay. you know, like just keep worry about you you're going to do great. But I really think the reason why Brutus is like you know, he was really uh like scapegoated for all of this is because you really wouldn't put your money on him like joining one side or the other. Like he did become like you said he he didn't he he didn't have like a crazy like political life. He just kind of came from you know like a middle-class family um yeah he doesn't
0: seem especially distinguished in a lot of cases he he kind of he became a senator though so he that's... did
1: but the thing is it's it, he because he was such a philosopher I think a lot of people like to talk about him because it's it's like should you be loyal to your government or to your friends
0: yeah I suppose so. He was loyal to his ideals. Th- that's
1: what he becomes a symbol of. Like, what what should you choose? And I guess, you know, I don't know. He ended up in hell. <laughs> but there's also some really beautiful art made about him and, like, really nice statues. And some people see him as sort of, like, a, an example. He was a very, like, smart guy, too.
0: Yeah, you could, you could certainly compare him to, like, a Hamilton figure who yeah. right, never became president and, like, sacrificed you know, a huge amount for, like, his ideals for what the country should be. Although, you know, Hamilton managed to do it without assassinating anybody.
1: Or so we think.
0: Well, yeah, although he then got himself killed in a duel over honor anyway. But, yeah, maybe maybe similar, if, if that's a nice way to think about Brutus. In a lot of retellings, Brutus is envious of Caesar. In our researching this, I haven't actually seen much evidence of that.
1: No, if I mean, if anything mark and everyone was envious of octavian like i don't know more about him actually
0: well maybe we'll do that in a future episode octavian
1: oh let's pose for the gram before you get us booted off yeah so thanks for tuning in we'll be back this week and please give us a five star rating on that
0: wherever you got this podcast yeah. and thank you danny feltz our editor
1: His words so contrived And I hate the way the towns of people gather outside They hang on every breath Cling to his chest Home to his heart full of pride The Oracle told him to beware the eyes And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't wishing Printed timely death or demise Or am I just wishing I could be like you That the people would see me too as a poet And not just the muse What's not true I don't wish harm upon you From different like brothers Different mothers But from the spirit of the same way God strike me down if I forsake I'm sure, should I embrace it should I run what motivates me hatred is it love what's more wrong that I too wish to be great and my mother wished she'd had a son and even if I can't be the one maybe I could at least help make way for him until the day that he comes maybe my name could also be known that I help return good to the people restore greatness to Rome restore